Hello and welcome to the Limerick Post Podcasts. We are Limerick. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. Join me each week as we get to know the people of Limerick who are making the city and county what it is today. You can keep up to date with all Limerick news, sport and entertainment by following the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all our social media channels or visiting limerickpost.ie. Limerick printmakers are celebrating 20 years in Limerick. They provide courses, studio space and exhibition opportunities to artists in Limerick with an aim of promoting printmaking as an art form. This week we're joined by Limerick Printmakers Manager Jessica Tobin. Uh, Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, Jessica, for our listeners who might not know, maybe you could tell us about your role with Limerick Printmakers. So my role is essentially I manage the studio. So basically I look after the various areas of our remit. Obviously we're an artist studio first and foremost. We have facilities that members pay to join to use our facilities. We have over 60 members at the moment. But coming off our central thing of having the studios, we do a lot of other programs. We offer education for kids and adults in a variety of arts, crafts and obviously printmaking, which is central to what we do. Uh, We have a really uh, well-developed community engagement program whereby we can bring printmaking making off-site to schools, um, social venues for businesses, uh, festivals, community groups and over the last four years we've done over a hundred printmaking events. They can be everything from being at a on, on a street like at Christmas time we do Bedford Row. We've done we've appeared at Bedford Row the last few Christmases which has been great. People can rock up and print a Christmas card and take it home and they've made a little print of their own then or we do more in, involved ones as well where we'll actually be booked to deliver a specific form of printmaking and teach a smaller group that from start to finish so that's been really worthwhile for us we really feel that as it was obviously we're a fine art printmaking studio but we're also embedded in Limerick we're, and you know the clue is in the name we are Limerick printmakers so it's really important for us to get out there and engage with the communities around us as well uh, I think sometimes there can be a perception of perhaps certain forms of visual art or visual art or the arts in general perhaps being a little bit elitist or for, for a different group of people whereas we don't feel that way printmaking is very egalitarian it's very hands on it's very manual and because there's such a range within printmaking of different types of printmaking people engage, can, can, can engage at the level they wish to whether it be rocking up to us and printing a to- silk screen tote bag at a festival or actually engaging with the studio through classes or a more uh, long form workshop. So you're celebrating 20 years this year in Limerick. Uh, how did the whole group come about? How was it founded? So it was started in 1999. I wasn't on the scene then. I was a bit too young then. But uh, it was started by three graduates of LSAD who graduated from the printmaking department in the Art College found obviously that there was a dirt of facilities after they graduated and wanted to do something about it so it was very brave for them you know it's it's very tough setting up a new business or organization they had some great support so the the founding members um and directors were carrie fry claire boland and melissa o'brien um, as I said, recent graduates at the time of LSED. Now, they got great support from a lot of the LSED team, particularly in the printmaking department, Desmond Mahan, Dietrich Blauda, both of who feature in the show, which is great. Uh, huge help and assistance was also given to the, by the late Joe Buckley, who uh, um, provided the first home of Limerick Printmakers, many people will remember, and still associated with uh, the venue on Robert Street, where we were located for over 10 years. Um, also obviously there was great support given from uh, Limerick County as City and County Council particularly Sheila Deegan and the Arts Office uh, various other people and organisations helped as well like Limerick Enterprise Board and things like that and then the Arts Council as well provided some funding to basically uh, start up the studio in I suppose um, setting up costs and things like that 
And uh, you mentioned a few uh, organisations there and institutions, but how important is it to have something like LSAD, the risk of that design nearby? It is a huge, huge benefit to us. And likewise, having us is a huge benefit to the graduates of the printmaking department each year because not everyone wants to move to Dublin. Lots of people want to travel. Lots of people want to go live somewhere else or maybe take a break even from printmaking after they finish their degree. But for those that don't, for those that want to build their career in Limerick, um, we provide a, a really essential environment for them because it gives them access to all the facilities they need to continue to make work. So that's very important. And uh, it's not just LCD is fantastic as well, but it's fantastic to have to live in a city and be situated in a city that also has third level institutions as strong as obviously LIT, which is, is the main campus of LSAD, but also UL and Mary Immaculate College as well. You've got a really strong um, student population, but within that there's lots of skills and resources as well, people recently graduating, and obviously then lecturers and things like that as well, who also, for example, in the case of our show, about four or five of our studio members are also lecturers in various departments in LSAD and their work features in the show as well. So it, it, it's quite all-encompassing. And outside of that as well, there's lots of other great institutions in Limerick. That obviously, the Hunt Museum, who we have a great partnership and exhibit with on a semi-regular basis over the years, and we have a really strong relationship with them also in terms of delivering printmaking workshops. We exhibit regularly in the Bell Table as well, which is another great venue to have in the city. Um, yeah, so it's in Limerick, I think, sometimes... People may or may not realise what a diverse selection of, um, I suppose, cultural organisations or outlets they are. Again, we're one of several studios in Limerick. We're the only printmaking studio, but there's some great other great collective spacecraft, which is an artist studio which was set up a couple of years ago by graduates of LSAD. There's Context Studios, who've been around for a long, long time and have a great history as well. Um, and then there's other smaller initiatives being set up by people like Peak Show, uh, which is Ellen and Sarah Joe, and they're basically curators who are on a regular basis now curating shows and having open calls so that people from all disciplines can actually approach them about featuring their work in the show. So there's an excellent creative, uh, particularly in the visual arts, I feel, seen in Limerick. And uh, It's a massive milestone, 20 years for any organisation. And uh, the exhibition in the Hunt Museum is just one part of uh, the celebrations that you have organised for that. Uh, maybe you could tell us a bit about the exhibition. Sure. So the exhibition, we're obviously, we're, I'm very biased, but uh, it's a great exhibition. I couldn't encourage people enough to go and see it. It's on in the Hunt Museum in the downstairs gallery until April, the tw- April 22nd. We opened it to a fantastic audience uh, on February 14th and Pat Short very kindly uh, officially launched it for us. Um, so the work is made up of all new work, all large scale work. Uh, we, we very much looked at, obviously 20 years is a milestone, absolutely, and we're so proud that we've, we're still here and we acknowledge the help of everyone who has assisted us along the way. But we could have, we, we had toyed with the idea of doing a retrospective, like a look back of the work over the years, and we said, no, why not ask people to make new work, have new work out there, all new work. So it's a large scale, it's ambitious, we invited 23 members of kind of a mix of current and former members and people who are instrumental in helping the studio reach 20 years because we want to kind of give a full spectrum and also it kind of is a great reflection of printmaking in and of itself and the studio because within our membership cohort you have everyone from recent graduates and undergraduates right up to people who are very established printmakers and very well-known artists uh, in their own right and everyone in between so I think it's really reflective of our membership cohort at the moment obviously we couldn't feature everyone because just space and things like that but 
it, it, I feel it's a really good representation of our current membership and of the kind of work that's being produced and the ambition of the work that's being produced by our members. So you have a broad range of stuff. You have everyone from like Dietrich Blaudow, obviously very established uh, and well-known printmaker, Suzanne O'Reilly, Desi McMahon, uh, right through then to really talented uh, printmakers such as Deirdre Gallagher and right down to some of our more emerging artists like Owen Barry, Rowena Quill, um, people like that. So it's really it's all very different as well our only stipulation was the size there was no team we wanted it to kind of flow from each artist's own I suppose creative concerns or their own passions or their own work that they were working on at that moment to give a true reflection of where they are with their work in 2019 Um, so from that that was the only brief so everyone went away and started to work and then it basically starts to come back to you and it's been delivered and it's amazingly diverse there's a huge range of printmaking methods used because obviously printmaking is as a term is basically an umbrella term but within that there's relief printmaking intaglio silkscreen lithography uh, the list is endless there really are an awful lot of techniques and methods and there's a great reflection of that within the show as well because it's such a diverse mix many of the artists actually use multiple forms of printmaking in each print um, so each artist, so it was 23 artists, each artist each produced two prints, both in a small edition. Um, so an edition means basically when a printmaker is making a print, they will make a number of that print, the exact same print. The technical challenge is ensuring that they're as, as close to one another as possible. Um, but let's say, so if you have an edition size of 10, that means you have 10 of that print. But within that, each print is just, it's not a case of the first print being the most valuable or being considered better than the others. Each print is an original. Each print is of equal value and equal worth. Um, uh, yeah, so the work is really diverse. It's such a broad, it's very hard to pinpoint and speak about it in an overall sense because it it, it takes in so many themes. Um, some people have been quite abstract. Some people have addressed very specific themes. For example, Fiona Quill's work is a gorgeous uh, interactive piece where you can actually go in. It's a silk screen print. And then there's little handheld uh, UV light displayers that you run over the print and there's basically a hidden layer within the print is revealed. Her work focuses very much on ecology and basically climate change, the damage that humans are doing to the world, whereas other people took much more personal themes or worked, as I said, in quite an abstract fashion. So it's really broad, really diverse. There's literally something there for everyone. I I would be shocked to hear if anyone left there without liking at least a couple of the works because it is so... um, Each artist's response is so unique and it's so diverse. And uh, when people do visit exhibitions and see art, they see the final product. Yeah. But uh, there's obviously a long creative process for a lot of artists. Maybe you give us a, a brief rundown on, say, a says green process, what, what will go into producing it. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Well, I suppose, first of all, every artist's process is a different. And one thing in a strange way um, that's heartening is no matter how accomplished a printmaker is, there'll always be an element of trial and error in the work. I've seen people, and, and that's when things get really interesting as well, is watching people, I suppose, troubleshoot and overcome little technical challenges and things like that, and then to see the work at the end. So, for example, if somebody was doing a silk screen print, you would have, once you had, were totally happy with your image, you can print it out on an acetate, and then we have a thing which is called, it's a UV exposure unit. So it, it basically, uh, you coat your screen in, a, in this particular liquid chemical, and you attach the the image that's on the acetate then you put it into this magic box called the uv exposure unit and in a very short amount of time it blasts light through basically transferring the image that's on the acetate 
onto the screen via the light sensitive material so when you take it out of the machine you wash off the the, the screen itself and basically all the, the 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 leftover coating will fall away so you're just left with the image itself and then you can basically once that's dried and ready to go you can print away and basically the areas that are blocked out won't print through if you think of it the screen is basically a mesh so basically the the solution on it will block the mesh and then the areas that are are like the ink can travel through will form the image or at least the base layer of the image of one of the colors that can be used in the image but for example that's i suppose it in its in a microcosm but we'll say some of the artists who had silk screen work in the show there could be 10 11 12 color layers on that you know so that would be that process repeated and then you have the challenge of making sure your registration your registration refers to that each layer that's going over is hitting the right spot so that it's layering up in the right areas and also leaving the other areas as they should be as well and it's not just on a canvas people will print you'll have it on t-shirts or oh yeah t-shirts um it's generally paper that artists will print on uh, but there's all kinds of paper if you speak to any printmakers they're, they're usually complete paper buffs we'll say as opposed to nerds but you talk about the weight you talk about the type you talk about the color because it does it seems like such a small thing but it can actually massively affect how the finished print is how the ink takes it or how even the colors layer up or come true based on the base color of the paper um yeah so that would be i suppose the first thing then but uh yeah you can print on many materials cotton and things like that linen anything that isn't a polyester or artificial material because that will repel the ink um some people will print on tote bags t-shirts you know you can even screen onto walls and things like that as well so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of in one of the things obviously i love about printmaking is that there's so much innovation and there's so much room to experiment with say even within the show that's on show in the hunt lpa 20 there's artists experimenting with gold foil and um, casting their own metal plates out of um melted aluminium uh, as i said fiona quill is working with uh, uv ink just we even and some of the artists have incorporated stitch and thread into their work as well. So there's a really um, broad range of approaches, not just in the show LPA twenty, but in printmaking in general. And that's really interesting in the studio, watching the artists make their work. As I said, overcome their challenges, but also experiment and also not to be afraid to experiment as well. You know, because if you've invested a lot of time and energy in a print. It can be daunting, you know, when you're getting towards the end of going, oh, this might work on it. But obviously you run the risk of, of, of potentially not going great either. So there is, yeah, there's uh, certainly, I'd say, um, nervous moments as well. You said it's, a, it's a nice to watch the artist work in the studio. And traditionally artists would be, uh, they work on their own. They seclude themselves from everything, you know, and focus on their art. But uh, what does it mean to be, as an artist working in a group, so you have people to bounce ideas off as opposed to... I, I really think that the the benefits of it cannot be overstated. It's something that is, obviously, when members join, they're paying to use their facilities, they're paying for opportunities to exhibit, to for us to help promote their work, and to take part in members-only subsidised workshops and all the other benefits that we offer. But a huge, huge secondary benefit is that artists end up getting to know each other quite well and I've seen many collaborations come out of from people organically getting to know each other working alongside each other in the studio in the sense of printmaking because 
artist spaces I think sometimes people imagine okay they have this certain size box and that's where they make their work in a printmaking studio basically what you're using is it's the space but ultimately it's the facilities that you're using and everyone uses the same facilities so for example in our etching room we might have three or four artists working side by side using the presses at any one time in the silkscreen area we have two silkscreen beds which is where you print from so it means that there could be two or three artists working that area somebody could be prepping their screens other people printing some people you know or organizing the editions so I really think it's invaluable because people get to to meet each other to, to see each other's work to talk about each other's work and printmakers are very very honest and great with constructive criticism if they're asked it's not a case of everyone sitting in a circle patting each other on the back it's much more kind of people chat about their work challenges they're facing and it's also great in that sense because people have a lot of empathy because everyone has hit challenges in the work and it's great for maybe some more emerging members to see that that's that's kind of part and parcel of printmaking that they can see much more established members working alongside them also having challenges with their work whether it be technical or otherwise and it's really egalitarian the studios like as as, as i've explained there are everyone from emerging artists right up to very established members everyone works side by side there's no hierarchy there's a great feeling of mutual respect a great feeling of community i really can't overstate that either um, it's a great place to work it's a great place for people to join especially when they're maybe if they've been out of printmaking for a while or if they're moving from another studio or if they've just recently graduated from our college because it's kind of a little ecosystem and a community in and of itself so you get a lot of support within the membership cohort as well people are just yeah they're, they're great to work alongside I imagine it's a good opportunity for traditional artists to try something new as well yeah absolutely what we'll often have is artists who are very proficient in in their chosen area would be painting or something else who've expressed an interest in printmaking and they may take a couple of classes with us or classes with other studios and once we kind of assess them if they reach a level where we feel they're proficient to work unsupervised we absolutely will consider them for membership as well because you know um it's just printmaking is just an, is a part of visual arts just as all the others are and it's great to see people and I think it happens more and more now where most artists they do tend to be multidisciplinary mm-hmm. there, there will be other elements in their work it's it's rare enough that someone is a pure only paints or only prints or, I think with the tools needed as well uh, you provide that service which is very beneficial for someone who just wants to try it out exactly for someone who wants to dip their toe in the water exactly yeah and doesn't want to outlay on a massive financial investment or even people who maybe it's not part of their career per se but they'd love to they'd love to try printmaking or develop their creative Mm -hmm. skills or things like that so we that's why within our adult course program we run everything from absolute basic intro courses in multiple forms of print which kind of gives people a gateway and then if they, they try different forms of print over four or five weeks if there's one or two that jump out at them and they find feel a real i suppose uh, really warm to they can then move on to further courses and that and if further down the line we all always encourage people if they get to a point where they would really like to join as a member and feel that they have uh, i suppose amassed the, the the skills needed then we always we're, again we're very inclusive in that sense we'll always consider people's applications um yeah but you're, it's very true so much of the equipment is is hard to access if you're not a member of a printmaking studio it's very expensive it's very heavy obviously some printmakers do have home studios but not to the extent of what you know a major facility can offer so originally founded by three members three the group was three and now there's a lot more members now yes absolutely it has it's grown over the 20 years and we're always looking we always have room for more people we're always looking to to uh, have more people join um 
it uh, we have moved twice since then. We moved in two thousand eleven and two thousand and fourteen. So it's like any business or organization. When you move, you know you need time to reestablish yourself. So we've we've taken a few, I suppose, knocks you could say, but we've always come back from them as well. So we are, as I said, we're currently at just over sixty members. And I would definitely say if anyone was interested, they could contact us because there's always room for more members. But um, yeah, it's just it's about being ambitious about what you can do, and but also balancing that with what you can you don't want to get to a point either where you tip over and have so many members that people are struggling to access the facility so it's all it's a balancing act and uh, i'm living in limerick about five years now i'd say and uh, i've attended my fair share of events and like, like the christmas cards around christmas i often see limerick printmakers at these events uh, what, what's the importance of being involved in the community from an artist's point of view or a group's point of view oh as an organization certainly it's really important you know um Again, it's about, yeah, it's about embedding yourself in a community, being approachable, also going out and meeting people like through our mobile events. Uh, you, basically, we're all really passionate about printmaking and we want to share that with the public and we want to give people opportunities on, on I suppose, in their own environments to ask those questions, to, to engage with us, to try printmaking, to go home with a print because there's nothing like that feeling of pulling a print yourself and going, oh, that's... I made that, you know, it's a great feeling. Um, so it's really important that we engage with communities. We're part of Limerick, we've been here for 20 years. Um, there are so many great communities in Limerick in different ways, whether it be in the visual arts, community groups, um, you know, social resource centres, schools. Um, any any society is made up of tons of different communities all overlaying each other. And we definitely feel we're part of that in Limerick and we certainly intend to keep it that way. Um, and I really think you can't not engage with communities around you um, otherwise you're, you're existing in a vacuum and that to me doesn't feel very creative or very positive and uh, speaking of engaging with a community uh, you're not originally from Limerick no I'm not we're both blowing us from Waterford we are indeed opposite ends of the county but I'm from uh, County Waterford quite a rural mm-hmm. area um, but I would have gone to college years ago studying printmaking and had, would have then lived in Galway for many years Um and then we looked into Dublin for a couple of years to do a master's and then ended up in Limerick almost six years ago. And I've loved it. It's, uh, you know, I know that traditional, I suppose, that the the reputation of the past at Limerick had certainly had worn long been worn down by the time I moved down to Limerick. Um, but I've been consistently surprised and delighted with Again, it goes back to communities within visual arts, within the general arts, but also within Limerick. There's just great people like you know you go into any shop you go to people are friendly people are chatty there's a good atmosphere obviously it has difficulties but every city Galway Cork Dublin every city has their own challenges you know um, and I think Limerick is very special I think it has a slightly big city feeling but with a really small town friendly atmosphere as well and there's loads going on there really is I think it's there's so many people doing their own thing, getting things going, uh, trying new things, whether it be through the pubs, the nightclubs, the artist organisations, the community groups. I think it's a really vibrant city. Yeah. And I think in terms of the having a town feel in the arts, that's perfect because people are a lot more inviting and open to sharing ideas as well. I think very much so, yeah. I think there is an openness in Limerick in general. Uh, but yeah, within the arts community, absolutely. And even little things like proximity, the fact that you can walk around the city centre and go to two or three openings on one night, or, you know, LSED is, is very close to the city centre, things like that. I think that also certainly helps breed, um, I suppose, a creative, dynamic environment. 
was it just through the arts that you got, got involved with Limerick Printmakers or something else attracts you there um well i suppose my 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 primary degree is in printmaking so i've always loved printmaking uh, and then i did a master's certainly related to to management in the arts and uh, to be honest when i first graduated from masters i applied for everything and anything but certainly when i saw the position in limit printmakers first come up years ago i certainly felt like oh that could be for me you know, you're always fingers crossed, but yeah, uh, and it turned out it was. And yeah, I've loved being part of the organisation. Really, is it's a really strong community. We have a great board. We have great partners, um, project and venues and things like that. And that's really important. It's it's the overall ecosystem as well within Limerick, I suppose that 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 so many groups are open to working together. That do work together on a regular basis. That do because great ideas are amazing. But they only ever remain ideas if people don't take action. But when you can tap into people with a different skill set, like for example, great facilitators, um, they might need, they might want to bring printmaking in as an element of something that they're doing. They might want to bring other art forms in. There are those contexts there. There are those people there. There are those organisations there as well. Uh, in order to do that, which can only lead to stronger results in whatever project or programming or anything like that that you're doing. And, and after you arrived in Limerick, uh, we had uh, Limerick City of Culture. And did you sense that there was a, a change in the way people look at the arts in Limerick after? I think there was slightly. Um, yeah, it was a very, very positive thing. And it was, it was a very, very positive year, I think. And it was great for the arts to be so visible and for people to see um, artists' communities being able to come out and engage with audiences and things like that. That's super important. And it's something we've tried to say going, keep going within our community engagement programme. We would have been very lucky. Um, we received funding as part of the, when Limerick was National City of Culture. And we had always had an element of, of um, outreach within our programming with printmaking. But the funding allowed us to kick that up massively, to invest in specific equipment for it, to, to give people proper training, to put together proper lesson plans and workshops. And we had that, obviously, throughout the year where we, we I think we did over maybe between 25 and 30 events with schools, community groups in, in Debenhams, in various different locations. And then for us, it was about turning that into a, a sustained part of our programming, which we're delighted that we've been able to do. Um, so, yeah, I think it was it was great to see culture be so visible in Limerick. And I definitely think that fed into, I suppose, some of the confidence and the willingness to, to apply for 2020 as well. Although that didn't, that wasn't accepted, it's still it's still great to see these things happen. I think there were still some positivities to take away from the 2020 bid. Absolutely. It gave a lot more uh, artist groups a platform to yeah. show what they're doing. Absolutely. And it also showed, um, I think, the ambition, mm-hmm. the ambition that exists within Limerick. Um, and how strongly people feel about that and not only that but how strongly people are willing to take it from how strongly they feel about it but to to an established pro- to establish programming and delivering on programming so and uh, over the last six years how have you seen Limerick itself change I think I think it's still retained all its really good qualities the openness the friendliness things like that um, it definitely feels like perhaps uh, uh Maybe things are improving slightly in, I suppose, the socioeconomic or a monetary or financial way. But again, like so many things, that affects certain groups and not others. So it's very hard to, I suppose, talk about Limerick or any city in a blanket sense. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a really good atmosphere around it. One great thing of, 
uh, I suppose operating and working with individual arts is that you meet a lot of self-starters whether they're artists who are self-employed who are really really gung-ho and really passionate about you know um about their careers and are involved in all aspects of it the sales promotion marketing and the financial side of it they really they're really um they understand all the needs that they have to address within that um yeah so i think that's i think that's really positive and then you have other groups like for example i mentioned peak show um people setting up their own curatorial uh, events and, and organizing their own exhibitions liaising with local venues different venues as well it could be pubs could be clubs could be just it's free spaces uh, one thing obviously when is you do always notice when things improve financially is there are less free spaces and the free spaces that are there that are uh, you know uh, being looked after by arts and cultural organizations um i suppose there can be more challenges about around retaining that whether it's price of rent or you know stability within the market and things like that and is there something you'd like to see change in limerick in the next few years what, what would you like to see happen here oh god that's a that's an interesting one. Um, I suppose for Limerick in general, I would love to see more industry and jobs and things like that because, you know, I mean, when you read the stats and Waterford City would be another place that is that, that does get seem to get uh, lower financial investment and less, um, uh, I suppose, uh, employment in the area. So I would love to see that for Limerick because it has so many positive things going for it that I think that would really add to it for, for a lot of people. You know, um, in terms of Limerick printmakers, what would you like Oh, in terms of yeah. Limerick printmakers, I would love, I would love for us to to be able to grow and expand, um, to grow our membership even further, to be able to offer even more facilities. Um, I'd love to be able to grow our staffing because, like all arts arts organisations, we have quite a small core staff, and we have an awful lot of things that we do offer across our remit, um. Yeah, just, I suppose, more members be able to offer even more events, exhibitions, things like that, um, engage with even more communities and build regular relationships with communities. Um, I'm certainly ambitious for the organisation, um, but I think we're certainly heading in the right direction. And I'd love to obviously see us, you know, celebrating our 50th anniversary in 30 years, certainly. And is, uh, is membership full at the moment? No, we have uh, we have some availability, absolutely. And we have a variety of different membership packages. Uh, we strive to make them as affordable as possible. And we do different membership packages so that people can have a little bit of flexibility and choose the one that best suits their needs. And uh, how can people get involved? They can basically get in touch with us. We are building a new website that will be launching very soon. So that will be limitprintmakers.com. But just for now, they can find us on Facebook. We're very uh, prolific on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. Or you can give us a call on 061-311-806 or email us at limitprintmakers at gmail.com. And you spoke about the uh, exhibition, which is ongoing now, celebrating your 20 years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more planned for the next couple of months, I imagine. Absolutely, yeah. We're delighted to announce that the LPA 20 will be touring to the Loon Gallery in Athlone at the end of the year, where it'll reside for just under two and a half months. So it's a great way to bookend our 20 year 
to featuring uh, such a prestigious venue such as the Hunt Museum and to have the work travelling it out there to different audiences and new audiences as well. Then we have, uh, we're have we hosting a couple of residencies this year. Currently, uh, Susie Quinn is from Westport is our, in, is our national residency uh, recipient and she's actually been working in the studio last week and this week. We'll have an international residency in June. Uh, we'll continue with our bursary awards which are a very important part of our programming whereby we award one recent graduate of LSAD and one from the Crawford College of Art and Design in Cork. Uh, bursaries uh, with a particular focus on the LSAD graduate receiving uh, mentoring hours with a tutor basically to to improve, basically give them an opportunity to improve on skills that maybe they didn't get to touch on in their degree year because it's quite focused on your degree or to um, refresh on other skills as well uh, also have them producing the, an addition and things like that within that so there's a lot of support, a lot of tech support and a lot of teaching support within that um, then we will have, I hopefully, we have some uh, community engagement, mobile printmaking projects in the pipeline over the next couple of months as well. And that will continue throughout the year. We also have... Um, yeah, we'll have a lot of We'll also be exhibiting in the bell table as well, and we're going. To, we really want it as it's our twentieth year to give an opportunity to to showcase some of our previous print projects, ideally in full or in part. So we'll be showing a couple of those in April and May as well. The bell table is a beautiful place to exhibit yes. for because it's yes. perfect in early bay window and everything yes yeah. absolutely and you've got there's a great team there and everything and you get a lot of footfall from other things because we have, they have a really extensive film night and plays and everything like that so you get you get to 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 uh, integrate with other audiences as well which and is always even for people who have slight interests it's not that intimidating as a space to visit you know and I would I very much understand that some people feel that exhibition spaces are maybe a bit you know the big daunting white cube Um, I would certainly I'm from a very rural background I I was a teenager before I ever set foot in a gallery so I I can definitely identify with that but I would say the bell table is a really welcoming space as is the Hunt Museum downstairs it's beautifully lit Uh, it's a gorgeous big space really showcases the work to great effect and and I would always encourage people, walk through the door, have a look. You know, it, uh, there's no harm in it. And uh, those spaces are there for everyone. All these venues and things are there for the community and there for all different audiences. And I know people would always get a great welcome. There you have it. Go out and get your feet through the door. Absolutely. Jess, thanks very much for joining us on thanks the We Are Living podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a million, Keen. Best of luck to the printmakers for the next 20 years. Thank you very much and beyond. <laughs> You've been listening to We Are Limerick, a Limerick Post podcast. For more news, sport, entertainment, and more podcasts, visit limerickpost.ie.